Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh dear brothers and sisters friends and as Dilly would say foes but I don't know how likely it is that you guys are watching this but they either do. way trust me they do I am your host today Aki Hussein and I have my blood brother Dilly Hussein we are very excited today me particularly I'm sure Dilly is as well but me particularly coming from a healthcare background to have a guest that I really identify with I really enjoy following and someone who I really want to share some ideas with and it's an absolute pleasure at the time of recording with it being Yawmul Jumu'ah Friday to be honored with the presence of brother Abdul Hakim better known by his Instagram tag Sunnah Remedies Assalamu alaikum my brother alaikum assalam it's a pleasure to be here alhamdulillah first and foremost and it's an honor for me to the honor is ours it's always ours alhamdulillah and yourself Aki and alhamdulillah long time follower of five pillars alhamdulillah benefit that it gives to the community May Allah accept it from us all. Amen, amen. So look, we're really, really excited to have you on. I mentioned earlier that I'm excited particularly because I have some things that I want to ask you because I really respect um, your knowledge. I really expect the experience that you have um, in your field of healthcare. Um, but the first thing I want to ask you really is what advice would you give to someone who's really fat? Oof, subhanAllah. So you put me straight in the deep end, yeah? Yes. Okay, so in terms of somebody who is... Obese. Obese. Yeah. Or trying to lose weight. Um, no, no, not even trying to lose weight. Just fat. Just obese. Yeah. You're, you're the advice. Okay. My advice, Akhi, is the person who's fat, he has to understand that people who do, you know, who have obesity or who are overweight um, have a higher chance of, um, you know... Uh, you know, the receiving, say, for example, the bad news, whether it's cancer, whether it's high blood pressure, mm. whether it's diabetes, type 1, um, type 1, type 2, you know, type 1 is uh, genetic. Um, so you can see that being overweight carries a lot of risk, you know. And, Absolutely. Uh, not risk. No, no, not risk. There, <laughs> the, risk the risk has come and gone. The risk yeah, is... I, I know what's coming, we know the thing is sick. But Omar, but, Omar, yeah, Omar this is encouraging people to actually uh, live a shorter life mm. and to, to kind of encourage their, their bad habits, mm. whether it's pertaining to food, uh, lifestyle. And uh, we have a responsibility for people who are in healthcare, have a responsibility and a due care to those people to actually not, not kind of, uh, you know, you know, beautify it, to actually tell them the reality that, you look, you are overweight, it is unhealthy for you. There are a lot of kind of uh, risks associated, whether it's heart disease, whether it's, uh, like we said, diabetes, whether it's uh, cancer. Um, and we all know the, the, the growing rates of whether they mm. say one in three people will, um, will have cancer. Mm. So this is something that is serious. So we have to try our best to educate ourselves, um, whether it's on an academic level or whatever level you that's perfect for yourself yeah um and try to lose weight what about the fact that some overweight or many overweight people who are obese one of the things they actually fear the most and i would probably say this is number one is to actually get up and do something 
And it, cause it's tiring. But if I'm telling you now, to drag, we were talking about, we were dragging ourselves to gym. Of course. It's a mission it's a sometimes. daily thing, yeah. Once you get in there, then it's on. But actually getting yourself from the yard to the gym is a drag. That's someone who goes gym on the regs and tries to keep, what advice would you give to someone who's obese, who's overweight and just fears that first step of exercise or cutting down certain foods or something? Okay. So when we want to make changes in life, um, a lot of people, when they do make changes, it's either all or nothing. So we want to go, like I said, for example, we want to cut out everything. We want to start going to the gym every day. And in essence, that is not the reality because we know, you know, bringing it back to Islam as well. Like I said, for example, someone might have an addiction, whatever addiction it may be. Mm. Um, and for you to tell that person, cut it out, go cold turkey. Not everybody can go cold turkey. So my advice is small steps uh, and gradual. So for example, you're, you're somebody who loves to eat out all the time. So five meals, you're out eating junk food. Reduce it down to maybe three, four. You know, go to the gym. If you don't like to go to the gym, find a sport. I always encourage brothers or sisters, males and females, find something that you enjoy doing. It doesn't have to be going to the gym and lifting weights. It could be, say, for example, I do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and I also go to the gym. But say, for example, I like mixed martial arts, so I do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Just got in, got that in nicely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or say, for example, you're someone who enjoys badminton. I don't care. Well, just whatever you enjoy, Find something that, like I said, that you enjoy and pursue it. And if you find something, say for example, exercise doesn't happen, it's not limited to going to the gym and lifting weights. Does chest or darts count? No, no, no. Unfortunately, it doesn't, your your heart rate doesn't increase that much for you to... There's a thing called baby steps, but that's taken. What's it called? You know, baby, we're talking about baby steps, but that's like, that's too little, yeah? So, so, so baby steps. Oh, baby steps. No, no, no. Chest and darts. Chest and darts is like... No, no, no. Chest and darts is... That doesn't qualify, my brother. No, we just want to clarify it just in case someone yeah. thinks, you know what, I'm going to join a chess club then what, like Kim said to do something. Then what, Monopoly? Then what? <laughs> no, cool. no, 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 not that. You know, look, at the end of the day, you have to be moving enough for your heart rate to increase and for blood to be moving. And a majority of the illnesses that you will find, 70% mm. is blood-related. Um, whether it's poor blood circulation, um, you have to understand everything that you do eat uh, gets digested and transported via your blood uh, or your lymphatic system. So being active, um, especially when it comes to our, our sedentary lifestyle, mm. you know, we're, we're not as active as our, our forefathers or our mm. grandfathers who Absolutely. May, may have worked in the fields, 100%. may have worked underneath the sun, um, and that plays a huge you know, role in what foods they can eat or can't eat. The way they travelled. The way they travel, like, constantly, whether it's for business, whether it's for leisure. That's right. Um, so lifestyle, like I said, does play a, a huge um, role. You know, in pertaining to one's health, mm. and you only have this huge movement of you know people want to achieve optimal health. What is optimal health? Um, and like you said, first and foremost, if you are overweight, you have certain. Um, it's upon you to kind of research to to educate yourself. Uh, what do I need to do? Whether it is to prolong, you know, obviously we know Alhamdulillah, your life is already written, but mm-hmm. to, to live a good quality uh, lifestyle, you may have children. You don't want to kind of like you know be running with your children and you're out of breath. You know, lifestyle also, being healthy improves your lifestyle. You're able to do many things, whether it's with your children. Maybe, inshallah, Allah has written down for you that you're going to see your grandchildren. Inshallah. Inshallah. Yeah, alhamdulillah, my, my father, may Allah subhanahu wa you know, bless him and give him a long life. Amin, amin, I still, I play football with my dad. Gangster. Do you understand? That's my dad's like, see, my mom, alhamdulillah, my dad. And you know, to be honest, that's where I kind of get my, um, you know, healthy, uh, you know, lifestyle kind of, you know, I just... 
And from a young age, I would always see my dad, how he would live his life. Your father's always encouraged that. He's always encouraged. He's always been someone who's health aware. Like we come from a family that's Brilliant. It's quite health conscious. Mm. Um, it's when we used to go to the mountains in Morocco, uh, my grandfather, I mean, I was going to bless him. He had a farm I mean, I mean. in the mountains and what types we, what foods we used to eat. Um, what, so part, what part of Morocco is your mum? North, we're from, uh, from Danja. Okay. Um, but originally our parents are from, my mum is from, uh, and my father are from mountain regions. Okay. Uh, so in the summer we used to go back to Morocco. Uh, my parents used to take us uh, every summer. Um, and we used to spend, believe it or not, three weeks in the mountains. Me and my sisters, my mum and my dad. And it's an amazing experience. So yeah. obviously in the future we would love like for Sunarimidis to kind of provide that experience for, for, for the Muslim youth or for mm. the youth here or for even normal folks mm. to actually come and see how people live and they lived into their hundreds and they were on like obviously we're going to talk about diet mm-hmm. but, um, as how they live and you know age of 19 he's still having kids they were healthy wow. you know, we, and they, and they t- even they used to tell us that we never heard of these diseases such as cancer we never heard of diabetes uh, we never heard of many of these illnesses that you talk to us about today. Um, so that's something that we can talk about, inshallah, later on. You made a, an interesting point earlier, and that, that was some fantastic advice you gave, because I noticed a lot of the advice you'd give to someone who's unhealthy or overweight was around the risk of their physical health. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's interesting because um, I heard nothing about how it is aesthetically as in looking good in society, being happy in the clothes that you're wearing and the opinion that people have of you appearance-wise. And it's interesting because you have a really uh, a loyal following of people on Instagram um, who follow the work that you do and the service that you provide ben in hijama. Williams. Yeah, uh, on uh, hijama and other your musculoskeletal therapeutic interventions that you yeah. offer to people, right? Um, and Instagram is a platform where a lot of people flex, yeah? yeah? Um, and... Given the opportunity with their top off, man or woman, they will flex different yes. parts of their body. Mm. Um, how do you, as someone who also has a presence in social media, specifically Instagram, yeah. um, what would you advise people who are health conscious, fitness conscious, um, who come to you and have a very aesthetic driven uh, kind of motivation behind health opposed to how they feel on the inside? On the inside. Okay, cool. Um, sometimes people might come to us and um, if you look at them, they look healthy. However, what goes on inside the body mm. is a different case. Somebody might come in and he looks healthy, but in reality, he's sick. So my kind of emphasis that, you know, somebody like Methan and somebody might be in a gym and he might be lifting so much, so much weight. But if you ask him to do a, a presser or a chin up, he's unable to do that. So internally, and it's always this, it's not necessarily how you look all the time. It's what you put inside your body. Mm. Do you understand? That feeds your body on a, on a, on a cellular level. Um, so, okay, say for example, somebody might be eating healthy, might be exercising, and alhamdulillah, he could look good. He could have, you know, that we, what, what we kind of um, classify today as the ideal body. Yeah, yeah. But that's not always the case. Because na- But naturally, if you do eat well, if you do exercise, you are going to look good. Mm-hmm. But don't forget, like, with all these kind of human growth hormones that people are injecting into themselves, yeah. like, a lot of people come to us... The good stuff. The good stuff, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you'd be surprised. A lot of people that are on gear, mm. like, like we like yeah. to call it, 
these are the people that like to take pictures of themselves. Or like, I'm not saying everybody, yeah, yeah. but it also, there is a large proportion of people that. But they look sick, though, innit? Yeah, but yeah. It's, all, it's not real, innit? No, no, no. no. You understand? It's not. It's not like. And is it real strength? You know, because you have to understand when you start injecting your body with steroids, um, your body will stop producing uh, testosterone because now it's receiving it from an external mm. uh, source. In slight defense of the mandem who 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 use anabolics, right? Mm. But my understanding from 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 friends and, and the cycles, and, yeah, yeah, they it's not as if they start with a whack body, take steroids, and become tick. It doesn't work like that. Well, from my understanding, the guys get to a certain uh, level, they plateau. And then just to give them that extra boost, no. right? They 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 take it, right? Now I know there's guys who are habitually constantly on it. Cycle, like, I know one brother. He's been on it since he was 16 years old. Yeah, 16. 16 and, and yeah, like, Dilly Hussein. I mean, I don't know yeah. why it started so early. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's, another, it's another brother. It's another Dilly. It's another Dilly Hussein. It's another Dilly Hussein. There's, certain, there's one, a couple of brothers that I know that've been doing it like on and off for the last 10, 15 years, and you can see it's affected them. But certain guys that I know, they already had an established body. Just need that extra boost. Mm. So just like, don't want to write my mouth for taking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's more for aesthetic stuff, you know. Yeah. Sure. Talking like when it comes to talking about actual health, having a strong foundation, this is something else. Mm. Do you understand? So in terms of bodybuilding, now you're talking more about bodybuilding. Have you identified issues from your clients, right, or patients yeah. that have come that look aesthetically nice? Yeah, yeah. And, but but there's issues happening elsewhere. A hundred, bro. A hundred. Like, say for example, I had a brother who was um, on some gear. Um, and subhanAllah, he was having issues with his libido, okay. um, obviously with his... Uh, yeah, he was having ED. Um, he had a lot of issues with his hair. He was losing hair, um, emotional issues. So, and he was on, he was on gay. Uh, I had a sick body. Yeah, he had, yeah, he had quite... What we know, as a, he, was, he, was, he looks he, strong, yeah? He looks strong. He's in good shape. Looked, yeah, if you see him from the outside, he looks strong. He had, you know, the pecs, the, the pack. Yeah. But in reality, that's what I said to you. What what you see on the outside is not necessarily what is what is always indicating what's no, happening I hear that, inside bro. of the body. I hear that. You know, so it's important. Like what we we have to kind of classify and define what is optimal health. Is optimal health just based on looking nice, looking good, having a six pack, having pecs, having is that really strength? You know, back home, subhanAllah, in, in in Morocco, in the desert, you'll find people will lie, subhanAllah, like he's slim. But this guy, if you hold you, you'll feel you're, you're gonna feel his 100%, strength. I gripped you like this. Bro, yeah, bro. yeah. Well, Allah, you feel him. You'll feel his strength. He's strong. Bro, we have grandfathers still out there in Bangladesh working the field. But when they grips you, you feel you, you he's feel gripping very you. humble bro, diets, bro. very active lifestyle. Pat you on the back. But he dislocate your arm with a shake. Sixty-seven year old man, Funky Dada. Yeah, yeah. For bro, real. My grandfather's for my real. grandfather's first cousin. Yeah, you know what I mean? We call him Funky, Funky Dada. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something, he's eight years old, he's cut up and he's a strong man. Lovely. And he works in the rice fields. So, so yeah. And, so, and all, all he eats is fish, a bit of rice and a bit of lentils. Subhanallah. Can you see? Yeah. So now we're talking, like, like you've mentioned, that's, a, that's an excellent example. So now, it's always, and you don't judge a person or don't think to yourself, you know what, this person really looks good. Okay, this is what the optimal body should look like. Or this is, I always say to people like, you worry about, in your internal body and how mm. your internal is and your exterior will kind of follow suit mm. because naturally like say for example like the, the, the body the, the, the body that you described about the what's his name my, 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 my grandfather funky dada funky dada yeah, that, dada is uncle yeah, in Bangladesh dada is, dada, dada is grandfather grandfather dada by yeah, okay yeah, dada by, yeah. so yeah, like yeah. he said like my uncle my uncle when I used to go to Morocco I was quite naturally growing up I was quite butch yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I used to go to Morocco the mount when I used to go to the mountains when he used to live. Yeah. Like he was of a normal normal frame, but uh, this guy was shredded. 
six pack, uh, chest, arms, everything ripped. Lean. And I said to him, like, do you go gym? Yeah. He started laughing. He's like, brother, there's no gym in the mountain. Have you? <laughs> but all he done was labor, Sleep. manual labor, yeah. uh, walking, lifting. Compound. Compound exercise. Compound. Yeah. And, and subhanAllah, he was ripped. He was shredded. And he was eating, like you said, like your normal kind of uh, diet, what, what they were accustomed to yeah, at that yeah, time. Yeah. Um, so it's quite interesting, you know, uh, what is optimal health? What is the optimal body? Besides hijama, what else are you offering us? We do um, grassland therapy. What's that? Um, basically, it's a, it's a tool. The guy, his name is actual Gra- his name is Graston. Okay. Founded he, in America, right? Yeah, founded in America. And the, he invented a tool. Um, generally speaking, we um, have muscle adhesions mm-hmm. that occur over time. I kind of described similar to like cobwebs, cobwebs between the muscle and the skin and that limit your movement. And uh, so he designed a tool to kind of bring out the, the muscle adhesion from the skin. Mm. Um, so that helps improve your, your movement, your mobility, especially when it's combined with the cupping. Uh, as you know, the body, every, like every illness, the cornerstone of every illness is chronic inflammation. Um, so we've tried how, how we've tried to kind of incorporate hijama with grass and therapy, whether it's acupuncture. Um, we've, cut it, we've tried to integrate sports therapy and hijama together. And this is what we're working on, um, hopefully for the future, inshallah. Yeah. And also to educate for us, we want to provide a service not just um, exclusively to Muslims. You know, medicine should be for everybody, alhamdulillah. And so, it's important that, you know, in the beginning phases, especially like now, hijama being a hype at the moment, um, people, are they doing it just for, um, and just because, like you said, celebrities might be doing yeah, it. Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps, a, a, Anthony I, Joshua. Yeah, and all of a um, and to, but to be honest, that's, you know, that's quite common, especially in amongst our Muslim community, because I'll give you an example. There's a doctor, his name is Dr. Morsley, I think. And he brought about the fact, Dr. Morsley. Okay. And there, there was a famous BBC documentary where he spoke about intermittent fasting. And for me personally, it's quite sad to see... Um, our religion has provided us with so many kind of uh, answers, even pertaining to our health, pertaining to our lifestyle. For sure. But yet it took somebody from a non-Muslim background to claim, he calls it, he calls it, he, they basically call him the founder of the 5-2 diet. Mm. So where this doctor basically, he was going through a phase where he found it hard, hard to shift the weight, where he was, you know, feeling a bit unhealthy. And he said, you know what, I'm going to try intermittent fasting. Mm. So he done a study where he fasted two days of the week and he saw the effects of, um, of, of the fasting on his body where he noticed that his blood sugar levels were maintained, um, where his, his weight, alhamdulillah, he started to lose a lot of weight. This, this, he started to see a lot of positive effects on his body. Mm. Now, who, who used to fast? What is the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Mondays and Thursdays. Now, this doctor, what days do you think he's fasting? Mondays, Thursdays. Mondays and Thursdays. Why did he choose those two days? That's a good question. Okay, that's, that's, that's a good question. And, and you can find it on, it's out there for everybody to kind of do mm-hmm. their research. And it's quite sad that now everyone's on intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is something that, that all the prophets used to kind of do. We know that uh, Moses fasted, I think it was 60 days before, obviously he went to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Isa oh, alayhi salam. Dawood alayhi salam. One day, yeah. Isa alayhi salam. Yeah, Jesus alayhi salam. Isa alayhi salam used to fast. Yeah. And we know now, they even, now studies say that fasting three days consecutively reboots, helps to reboot your immune system. Mm. What helps to kill diseases? What helps to kill off cancer? Your immune it's system. your immune system. That's right. So if your immune system, like yeah, methylene, black seed oil. Mm. It's when, obviously now, because how we've presented prophetic medicine and how we've, uh, presented it to the world and, and, and 
unfortunately giving it a negative stigma because a lot of people do things and they don't know what they're doing. It's not just black seed oil. Like methylene, the Prophet said that black seed oil is, is, a, is a, a cure for every death, for every illness. How do you take the black seed? When do you take the black seed? Is your diet in correlation, you know, or how it should be for you to actually incorporate the, the black seed in your diet? Mm. You know, you can't be having black seed oil and hitting up Sam's two for two or uh, chicken and chips. Do you understand? So it's uh, people take um, like, like it could be in all matters of religion. People take one thing from the religion and they just apply it not knowingly. Expect miracles. Yeah. And expect like when it comes to hijama, like, yes, the Prophet said that in, in, in hijama, there is a cure. That's right. And also there's many ahadith pertaining to hijama and how the Prophet said that أحسن ما تدويتم به الحجامة, that the best thing that you uh, self-medicate or medicate with is hijama. But there's other things that the Prophet said, there's other hadith, whether it's black seed oil, whether it's honey. Honey is another thing that a lot of people, like unfortunately, people don't value honey. Like honey is underrated, but they don't know the, the value of honey. Any honey or cider honey? No, no, no. Cider honey, no. The Prophet, he never even drank cider honey. And in terms of there's a hadith, and I'm going to bring it, inshallah, if I can give it to you, and you can post it maybe to your followers. They can benefit from it. The Prophet, he ate a specific honey that smelled. And his one of his wives, they spoke about this in this particular hadith, that the honey that he used to consume had a particular strong smell in, in relation to this. I don't know, but I'll bring you the hadith, inshallah. Mm. But Sidr honey, yes, it's a blessed tree because obviously a Sidr al-Muntaha, mm. it's in the Quran. Yeah. So people say, yes, it's a blessed tree. Like the olive tree is blessed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about the olive tree being blessed, Mubarak. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, you can have, if you can get Sidr honey, but the, the main thing that, you know, that I like to kind of emphasize is that if you're going to consume honey, make sure that A, the honey is unpasteurized. Uh, B, it's not heated above, uh, I think it's 33 degrees Celsius because you don't want to denature the enzymes. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it's organic. Mm. Um, you know, for me, it's, I had a lot of opportunity bringing like honey from the Sahara Desert, from the Moroccan, the, the desert in um, Maghrib. And we could have brought, we could have bought a lot of honey, but for me to even bring it, people don't know the value. If you tell them, look, this is Moroccan honey from the desert, it's unpasteurized, it's medicinal. It's got a lot of herbs because you have it's to understand. It's a different honey. It's a different, why? Because honey, what, what makes honey? What the bees pollinate from. So you could have, say for example, wild forest honey, or you could have acacia honey, where the, where the bee goes to that specific tree, whether it's the acacia tree, and then obviously turns that pollen into what we know today as honey. Um, so it's important. Yani the Prophet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about honey from the mountains. Mm -hmm. Why? Because when, when the bees are in the mountains, actually, there's loads of herbs, there's so much medicinal goodness, uh, goodness and which the bee pollinate and turn into honey. Um as like you get honey now in like Sainsbury's and Tesco. But what about rouse honey and that? Actually, my advice, bro, I wouldn't take it. It tastes good though, you know. Yeah, and it's we cheap. call it we call it sugar syrup. Yeah, if it's cheap, actually. You know they say what they say that you pay peanuts, you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, mad. So, with regards to, okay, you said that honey from Morocco wouldn't have taken off, but argan oil from Morocco has taken off. Yeah, because brothers, it's cosmetic. Because I remember my brothers used to go to Morocco, they should bring out stocks of argan oil, and they should shut it off like 10, 15 pounds a bottle. Because it's cosmetic. Anything related to like some cosmetic, i.e. it's good for the face. Yeah. Um, Dilly's a makeup artist, isn't it? Yeah, mashallah. Yeah. Well, you have to show me your channel, bro. You've got to check Dilly Moore. <laughs> that, that, that is the channel, I don't tell people. <laughs> oh, is, is your face there or yeah, no, no, yeah, behind the scenes? It's cosmetic, so that's why it's, it's kind of like rocket. Because obviously you know how we live in a day and age where 
anything to do with cosmetics and it's like beauty, women, and, things like beauty and stuff really takes off why because there's a huge demand for it mm. because of the society and it's not alhamdulillah it's not a, it's not something wrong for, mm. for a person to look nice and good yeah. now, now you've had you've had a number of uh, prominent guests mashallah you know uh, namely and recently you had Uthman Zaitar is that how you pronounce it? Uthman Zaitar yeah Abu Zaitar Uthman Zaitar and um, who I nearly met uh, in Abu Dhabi missed him by about 5-10 minutes um, Anthony Joshua yeah. is that is that like a specific clientele now that you're you're targeting? How 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 are those meets coming about? Uh, to be honest, when I first started um, hijama cupping and uh, sports therapy, I didn't even up until now my services are not targeted at you know the famous the, the athletes. Yes, I love you know alhamdulillah I enjoy working with great athletes such as you know Uthman Zaitar, um, Abu Bakr Zaitar, uh, AJ Anthony mm-hmm. Joshua. Uh, all these fighters and all these athletes, you know, who are, who are, subhanAllah, have not basically made it to the main scene and that, inshallah, will make it to the main scene. This, I enjoy. Well, basically, you've just got back from Morocco. Yes. I've been checking it in, so you've been with loads of boxers and kickboxers. Alhamdulillah. And yeah, alhamdulillah. So is it a thing that you're now trying to learn? Are you going to become the Muslim world's next uh, hijama guy for Muslim MMA fighters? Wallahi, akhi, I'd love to. I'd love to. Why not? But like I said, my services are not limited to the rich and famous. Or actually, for me, my services is especially me and my missus. So we can afford your rates, yeah? Of course, akhi, of course. And a lot of people, you know, it might be a misconception. Look, when I first started hijama, I didn't intend to, you know, yes, I was always into health. I was always into nutrition. I had this obsession. I started gym from like a young age, from like 13 or 12. I was always trying to improve. Why? From a young age, akhi, why? Because I saw, like I said, I grew up in a household which was quite health conscious. Mm. How much would you charge for three cups? No, we don't do three cups. We have so there's different kind of packages. So it is for the rich and famous. Then. No, 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 no. Of course, it's not. Ahi. We don't charge per three cups. We don't. You know what? Actually, we don't charge per cups. Okay. Like how, how, how do we you charge price per them? session? We charge. So, say for example, depending on the package, you would, like say for example, I would you would come in. Yeah. I would. We would do health screening. Yeah. Uh, we'll do a, an assessment of your 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 medical history, and then we would charge based holistic. On that. Yeah, it's holistic. Actually, look, and you have to understand when we look at like I don't. When I look at hijama and when I present hijama to my clients, hijama is not the only answer. We like, it. So for example, when you come to me and you have a specific health condition, yeah, hijama is probably one of the missing jigsaw puzzle. It's part of the treatment plan. Exactly, exactly. And and how we look at health is from a holistic approach. Like hijama by itself, yeah, it's fantastic. But okay, what's your diet like? Sure. Are you exercising? You know, are you getting in your right nutrients? Um, you know, from the from the, from the food sources that you're supposed to get them from. These are diet plans. No, we don't do diet plans, but actually, like I said, we but do. But you inquire. Yeah, we inquire, we yeah. advise people and we do, like for me, actually, I wouldn't want to make it another service. For me, I give from my knowledge to my patients. Yes, I charge for my services, but there's certain services that I give that I don't charge for. Mm-hmm. Why? Because like I said, I also want to give back to the community. If I wanted, if I wanted to do, I always tell people, if you're looking to, if you're looking to make big money and be a millionaire via sports therapy or hijama, you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong lane. Mm. Like you're not going to be a millionaire. Like and obviously people might see, you know, what we do online and they, auto- maybe not all, not all people, but some people might automatically think that just because I do AJ, he's giving me access to his account or like, just, some, you'd be surprised some people are like that online and it's a thing of like don't be fooled like and I always tell people don't be fooled by appearances on social media like mm. alhamdulillah I'm a simple person like inshallah I'd like to think of myself that I mix with everyone and you know we try to be humble and we try to be simple but my services are not like you know alhamdulillah yes I do um, social influences yes I do athletes and alhamdulillah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has provided me uh, with that platform mm. and 
you know, for me to actually publicize it and to actually push Hijama into the front stage and into the into the, into the limelight via these, individuals. via these individuals, because like I said, unfortunately, Muslims only jump on the bandwagon when celebrities do or when celebrities doing cupping or when athletes are doing cupping. Like with most things, right? Yeah, like say, for example, now the beard, all of a sudden, that's an example. Yeah, yeah, okay, the beard is fashion. Yeah, everyone's rocking a beard, like even rappers or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or say, for example, intermittent fasting. You know what? Let's all do intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, popular be... culture. When something becomes popular culture, everyone's on it. Yeah, but it's so sad, bro, because like... With Muslims, I find it more so because... Look, we're followers, we're, man. We're, 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 it was there for you before that. Exactly. You know what I mean? In, in divine source text, in the Quran and the Sunnah, it's, it's mentioned there. Fasting, hijama, and, and many other... Honey. Honey, everything. But we, we wait for that hype. Yeah. And but I think it's more a reflection of an inferiority complex that we have. I agree, like, I that, agree. That we need... A non-Muslim celebrity, or even just non-Muslims, period. It needs to become popular before we access it ourselves. And it's interesting because people need it to become popular culture before they access it. And obviously, when it is non-Muslims and famous figures and and important personalities, that's when it becomes valid for them because did they see hijama these things as really traditional old school forms of backward linked too much to spirituality yeah, yeah, and yeah. this is sorry to interrupt you but this is a really really good segue to something i wanted to ask you because my i'm a physiotherapist no. um, i do hijama as well and a massive part of our practice and everything you said earlier with regards to how you have a holistic approach, you and your wife, and how you objectively and subjectively assess people with regards to everything about their life, yeah? Um, these are signs of a, of a really thorough, good healthcare practitioner. Alhamdulillah. So may Allah give you more, bro, and, 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 and maintain that for you as well. We have the right teachers around us. We have the right mentors. Well, yeah. we, you know, nothing is from us. You know, we have, alhamdulillah, we have a support system. Exactly. You yeah. know, alhamdulillah, we, we, look, like I said, we, we try our best, we're sincere, mm-hmm. and we have a, a vision. Yeah. And alhamdulillah, everything is from Allah. Allah Nothing is from ourselves. Absolutely. You know? And you know, what I wanted to ask you is a, a massive part of our practice, uh, especially if you've been, if you go through like the physiotherapeutic kind of route, a qualification, doctors, whatever it may be, is evidence based practice. Yeah. Um, and how much of it can be um, substantiated? Yeah. How much of it can be qualified as being factual? through research, through testing. Um, isn't this a real gap for hijama? It is, it is. Um, as we know, science is always catching up within itself. Um, subhanAllah, we knew, just an example, the Prophet Sallallahu one of the sunan uh, when a baby is born is, you know, the dates. So you put a little bit of dates and you put it on the, the tongue or the, yeah. the inside, on the inner lip. So even science has caught up and there's been research that if this, the child has caught glucose, it helps with his brain development in the future, uh, less chance of him uh, catching Alzheimer's or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Brilliant. So this is from the Sunnah. So, okay, so for example, science, the, the scientific evidence or research might not be there, but that doesn't negate the, the, the benefits of hijama because yes, Turkey, Turkey's because we have to understand, you know, we live in a, in a society where the pharmaceutical industry is a huge movement. Mm-hmm. The biggest drug dealers in the world. They're huge. the biggest drug dealers, bro. The biggest legal drug dealers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, in the world. Uh, of course, Akhi, it's just obviously they're doing it legally, innit? Yeah, in a corporate manner. Exactly. And um I'm not I'm not say, I'm not negating the fact I don't obviously say for yeah, example in terms of I don't totally negate the whole of the industry, but the majority we know is built on um, you know, masking the symptoms of an actual disease. Um yeah, one one tablet I spoke about this uh, previously, I think it's uh, statins. One ta- one tablet actually makes the industry probably 
two billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's one tablet, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you understand? So, um, and how many statins are there? Millions. Do you understand? <laughs> Uh, it, look, in, in in terms of research, yeah, Turkey. Look, we we know that research requires money, and you don't make money from a healthy person. So imagine, say for example, methylene. This hope, inshallah, like you know, we you know you know hijama and research into hijama wet cupping, particularly. Yeah, there's a lot of research studies in it pertaining to dry cupping, dry cupping yeah. but we want to see what effects does 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 wet cupping have. On the lymphatic system, we know the lymphatic system is the natural um, uh, sewage system of the body. You have pathogens, you have you know things that shouldn't be in the because the, the lymphatic system and the blood system work very closely together. Mm. We want to see, we want to research what effect does wet cupping have on the lymphatic system, on the on on the blood, on the quality of the blood, on the white blood cells, the red blood cells, the immune system. Uh, what does hijama? What does wet cupping do to chronic inflammation? As we said, chronic inflammation is the cornerstone of every disease, including cancer. Mm. What does hijama do? Why did the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that ahsan, the best thing that you um, can can medicate with is hijama? Wallahi, you even find a lot of people of religion. Wallahi, they they dis, they dismiss hijama. Maybe that could be a weakness in particular ahadith that they found. Mm -hmm. But we want to know, like Turkey, for example, Turkey done a study um, comparing the blood. Like even you have doctors now, subhanAllah, you have doctors saying that, you know what, it's actually good to lose blood. But is losing blood or is donating blood the same? That's another point of argument. Is donating blood and giving blood through hijama the same? Mm -hmm. We know that when you, when you give blood as a blood donor, you're extracting the blood from the venous vein. Mm -hmm. But when we're doing hijama, we're not doing that. Do you understand? Of course. So when you're taking blood out, that's oxygenated blood, blood yeah. that is rich in white you're blood cells. You're just giving blood. You're just giving blood. Yeah, but blood that you could do with. Yeah. <laughs> from an Islam, that, from an Islamic. I see that as sadaqah. From it's good to give yeah. blood. It's always good because you, you might have a certain blood type that you know that that's is in demand, and your body will produce blood, and your body will produce. That's that's good because you could and you can have the intention that is sadaqah. No, but from an Islamic point of view, why would that even be? From a scientific point of view, I can understand why that debate. Is required, is needed, is maybe taken. But from the Islamic point, it's, it's a non-argument. There's this, no. there's, 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 there's hadith numerous that, that talk about hijab and, and no. the blessings and in, in, in it. And whereas bloodletting from anywhere else, there's nothing about that. Bloodletting is also classified as hijab as well. That's right. Yeah. It's yeah. Bloodletting, wet cupping. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, but, so, so let me ask you something. From a procedural point of view, from a scientific, biological point of view, what's the difference between hijama and what the Europeans should do by putting slugs on your body? It's the same. It's not, it's, first of all, it's not slugs. Yeah, it's, because that would be just disgusting. They call it, uh, it was well, a, it's leech, a leech. 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 Yeah, they, oh, they use leeches. <laughs> they use leeches. But in, in the Prophet's time, they would also use... You know, a lot of people ask, okay, why, how did they do it in the Prophet's time? With horns. So manual was, vacuum. Yeah. Manual vacuum. So that's yeah. why in one case, the Prophet he saw a sahabi who was ill. And he said to him, do hijama. But he said, what did he, there's a specification. He said, go to somebody, he would go to a young couple. Why? Because his lungs are bigger, strong. are bigger and stronger. Yeah. So the suction, so look, when we look at like, when I look at, say for example, Nusul's texts, Islamic texts, mm. I like to look at them and, 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 and look deep into them. Like say for example, like, yes, hijama is uh, physiological, medical, uh, but it also it's spiritual. You know, Absolutely. that's another thing that we don't even look at. Hijama is very spiritual. Course, you know, like Sometimes the, we add too much science to things. And yeah, science, and so much reason it's good, it's things. good, it's good. But we should also accompany our religion. Alhamdulillah, like the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when he, on Laylatul Isra, when, Miraj, when he went from Masjid Al-Aqsa, mm -hmm. and he went, he prayed with the prophets, mm -hmm. and he went to, to, to receive the Salah. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Every heaven he descended, what did the angels tell him? Hijama advise your Ummah with hijama. Yeah. Advise your Ummah with yeah. Now, we have to ask ourselves, 
So on 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 the Prophet Sallallahu way to receive the prayer, which is the most important pillar after the Shahada, mm-hmm. on his way down, he was given the, the the advice by the angels regarding wet cupping. So hold on a minute, that's mad. That's we very have, mad. That's that's crazy. Mm. That so there must be something significant. There must be something significant. And the effects of hijama on the body. We may not know them now, but maybe later on in in, in, in life, or if we're alive or if we're dead, it's, things may come out. Turkey, like, sorry to bring it back to Turkey. Study, Turkey yeah. invested uh, um, some money into to, into studying, mm. um, comparing the blood that was taken out via the venous vein and the blood that was taken out via uh, cupping, yani hijama. Okay. They found that the, the blood that was taken out via the venous vein had um, was rich in white blood cells and red blood cells. And the blood that was taken out via hijama had a considerably less amount of uh, healthy blood cells and red blood cells. So already that you could see some difference. Mm. I personally believe that it's only a matter of time. Um, you know, we need obviously uh, m- much more research needs to be carried out yeah. uh, for people to take it, inshallah, more seriously. Uh, inshallah, it's the future. Mm. And for me, I don't believe it's the only solution. You have you have exercise, you have nutrition. This is something else that's quite controversial now, especially with the huge movement of veganism and vegan and the game changer. I'm sure you've heard about mm-hmm. the game changer. And so subhanAllah, it's, it's a whole package. So when we look at health, it's important that we look at health first and foremost on a holistic approach and on in, and on individual basis. So everybody is different. Not not every human body is the same. Something that might be good for, for, for Brother Aki might not be good for you, Dili. Mm-hmm. So we have to like... It's very, very important that we treat the individuals as individuals. Mm-hmm. Not every person is the same. Yeah, there might be certain guidelines. You So you have an equation. There might be certain equations, but you might need to tweak a little bit of things over here and there and change something there and there. Every profile is different. Exactly. But yeah. there's certain things that transcends and is applicable to all people. As a foundation, yes. Yeah. 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 Look, like, don't, like, don't take cooking. Exactly. That's, that's, or, or, you know, avoid of your... <laughs> yeah. like okay, but, okay. Before, before we move into like kind of veganism narcos. And, and yeah, narcos. Yeah. Before, like, before we move into kind of veganism and vegetarianism and all that, there is one thing I still wanted to ask you. Yes. So, you know, when you're doing uh, hijama on the likes of Anthony Joshua and, uh, you know, so I'm assuming th- th- these these arrangements came via referrals. Referrals, alhamdulillah. So, so people recommended you, people yes. close to me, like mutual friends. Yes, 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 alhamdulillah. And I, I, how, what kind of conversations are you having with with, with Prophet Islam, with Mandan, like Anthony Joshua? Nah, just you know what, like I like, like with every patient again. You treat them like a patient. Like a treat, like a like a patient. Like, and they, they like that as well, innit? They like you for you to talk to them about normal things, for you to talk to them about health as well, because obviously they're athletes. Yeah, yeah. They want to hear your take on health. They come for a service. Yeah, they come for a service. And you know, for me, wallahi, in my in my many years of of being a practitioner, I like to develop friendships. Mm. Like for, for me, my clients become my friends because you have to understand when you're dealing with clients you're dealing with a human being mm. these human beings have uh, a mental aspect and a physical aspect Spot on. and everybody's on a journey when it comes to health every every single person whether it's any all of us in this room we have a journey and uh, that journey along that journey you may suffer ups and downs and those downs may be mental those downs may be insecurities so I, yani, alhamdulillah, I deal with people on a personal level. Like I have, I develop a rapport. So for me, my clients are not just my clients. My patients are not just my patients. Inshallah, like they become my friends. They become like, we have a rapport. Like we get to know each other. Um, I follow up, you know, how are you doing? You okay? Um, subhanAllah, some people, wallah, some people just come to me just to talk. 
Mm. Like we've had people, subhanAllah, like, you know, have, who have mental health. Like you have to understand health is not just a physical aspect. Health is also mental. Like we have a huge, Absolutely. you know, people suffer from depression. People suffer from some suicidal thoughts. Like I get a lot of patients. Do you no, no, we don't. No. Stay away from Rukia, man. Like, <laughs> not to say, like, you know, Rukia is quite controversial, is, 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 man. Is, is there no Hassanat in Rukia? Why? You're bringing me into so a different I'm, arena, bro. I don't know what happened. Where are we in the world? Hassanat, what Hassanat, Akhi? You know what is even before, even before, you know, there's Hassanat in Rukia or whatever, Akhi, there's always been controversial. Um, but is it something that people have come to you for? They you ask me, it? they ask me, and I say, no, I don't do it. Actually, you know, for me, I, I just prefer to keep it to cupping, sports therapy. You know, I don't like to go into anything that's controversial. Me personally, and this is, you have to understand, especially when it comes to Rocky, there's a lot. Why if someone offered you big dollar though? Nah, bro, I don't care. Actually. And you know, there's a lot of people like, I used to know, I used to know. You know, it's so mad because obviously if I do talk about certain things, no, no, it's not, 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 you know, look, I used to know people that couldn't even read the Quran, bro. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be real with you guys. Like people yeah. that couldn't read the Quran, mm. people that have even issues with Tajweed, yeah. not to say stuff for like anybody can do Ruqya, mm -hmm. but as in for you to be like charging pff, what, 300 pounds for a Dan, mm. like, look, I'm against any exploitation in it. Like me, I don't like. Me, look, we have to understand what you don't like to be done to you, don't do to others, innit? So, are you saying you stay away from Rukia because of the abuse that certain Rakis have done, or because of the issue of uh, the Fiki, um, the Fiki, not Fiki, the, 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 the Khilaf in possession and attachment? No, no, no. I just like, look. You want to stay away from I just want to stay away from yeah, you. Yeah, for you. me, Akhi, because like, I don't, I believe people can do Rukia for themselves, innit? Yeah. Do you understand? And if, if, say, for example, you're in a position where you can't do Raqiyah, then maybe you can go to a, a, a Raqiyah. And to be honest, I don't, it's a responsibility. Like any responsibility that I know that I don't like and I don't want to take on, I'm free, alhamdulillah. I'm, so you I'm, don't even signpost people to Raqiyahs that you No, there, there, is, there is one or two Raqiyahs that I would recommend, okay, that I trust. Okay. You know, one Bangali uncle in my area, alhamdulillah, okay. who I know, he's an uncle who's God-fearing. Um, I've known him for many years. He's somebody who attends, you know, the Jama'ah, mashallah. I trust him. I trust, and he's an older man. He's not a young boy that you know. Uh, you know, a, a girl's gonna Who's come. Gonna a, a sister's gonna story. come. He's gonna feel, yo. You know what? She's nice. Achi. The man's gonna do a rocket for her yeah, and yeah, take yeah. her. Let's keep that ghost in there. Yeah, yeah. Do you understand? Achi, but this is the reality, yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. For me, I personally advise. Yani, I would forward a raqi who I trust. And look, we have to understand we're human beings. We all have weaknesses. Don't put yourself in a position where. You know, you're going to bring heat to yourself, innit? Mm -hmm. And if you can't handle the heat, then get out of the kitchen. No, no, hold on, brother. But you know, that's, that's, that's a really good approach you've taken because what you basically said is look, I'm going to stay away from this because there's people out there who I trust. Let them carry on doing what they're doing. I am an expert in my field, yeah. which is hijama, aggression therapy, yeah, sports therapy, muscle tension release, you know, nutritional advice. I keep it, I keep it like that. This is, and this is for me, yeah. this is what I enjoy. I went to uni, alhamdulillah, I got a bachelor's degree and I qualified. But this in is what? In criminology, I done law. I done law in my first year LLB, um, and I transferred to a criminology degree. Alhamdulillah. Um, even while I was doing that, I was always interested. This this is something that was just part of my life. This Lifestyle, was yeah, I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. This is and for me, I never ever imagined in a million years. I was I done my CELTA after uni. I went to Saudi. Mm. I, I taught there in a university. In a, I didn't teach English, and mm. I, was, I was studying a little bit of Islam, and mm. and subhanAllah, I never ever like imagined that I would be doing what I'm doing now. Even uh, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Look Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Guide you to particular paths Absolutely And I thank You know subhanAllah You know what it is I thank I'd like to take this opportunity To thank all those people 
uh, that subhanAllah who were instrumental whether in a good way or a bad way that try to you know you always get like you said the foes yeah, yeah, you know and because of them and first and foremost, first and foremost Allah's planning that I actually took hijama uh, and sports therapy and, and, and cupping full time because I never I, I, I've I done it part time as you know I've done it part time for a while and then alhamdulillah certain things happened in life and I was forced to kind of take in it full time mm. and I thank those people directly and indirectly and alhamdulillah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know it's, it's providing for you well yeah alhamdulillah look I'm not saying that I'm a millionaire but alhamdulillah akhi, look I live in it for me I'm living alhamdulillah for me I have I have a roof over my head alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah my children alhamdulillah are good and healthy alhamdulillah that's what more do I want brother alhamdulillah. you know I'm driving my, my little car simple car yeah. Actually, for me, I, I'm generally a simple person anyway. Like, even if I had like, some people, actually, you see them. That's whatever, whatever rocks your boat. In it, if you want to wear Balenciaga, mashallah. That's if you got the money, do your thing in it. Yeah, yeah. If you want to wear Gucci, khalas. If you want to wear uh, red red boots, like, you know the red boots. Yeah, 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 leaving yeah. blood on the streets. Yeah, actually, no yeah. problem, bro. Whatever, actually, look for me. Oh, Did you make me feel bad now? No, no, it's good, actually. No, look, if you got the money, bro, why not, bro? Yeah. Look for me. I'll it, give was, you it was gifted to me. Look for me, like, alhamdulillah, whatever you enjoy in it. Yeah. Like this is alhamdulillah. If it's halal, it's good, actually. Marhaba, do your thing, bro. Yeah, yeah. But as in, for me, as a person, I'm not that type of person in it. And that's how I've been from a young age. Different people, actually, different. Things. I might enjoy other things. I might like my bikes. You might be someone who's into cars. Mm. You know, for me, I like super bikes. Or you, you might be in everyone's power is different, but you might have different hobbies. You might be collecting watches. But maybe you're doing obos of yourself. Yeah, these are people around us. What, do you like cars? Well, he likes cars. We know a brother who is very much so into his superbikes. He's a very, very close family friend. Okay. We have someone in our family who is very much so into his watches. No, no, so you know, Dilly, uh, you know my, my, my clients, my clients <laughs> that come to. Look, look, you know, no, because I deal with, you know, <laughs> I like, deal with a lot of people. That's why I'm yeah, I deal with people. Okay, look, people, you have to understand it. You deal with the community. You know, people have different reasons. Basically, basically saying you're typical. I'm not really. whatever tickles your fancy. I have certain permissible likes. Alhamdulillah. Why not? Why not? These things are gifted to me anyway. Alhamdulillah. Stay you. Buy, 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 buy my wife. Not even for But look, okay, so, so moving on to kind of like veganism, vegetarian diets, like me and my brother, we were on a keto diet, but you should on keto. Yeah. And it worked wonders for us. Yeah. And, uh, we, we, look, we showed a lot of body fat, we incorporated intermittent fasting as well. Uh, but that aside, veganism and vegetarianism, and this new kind of hype, like, yeah, I don't really eat much meat anymore, bruv. Or like, bruv, you know what? I've locked off meat now. Yeah. But that evening when chicken and chips gets ordered, the guy's looking into them drumsticks. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's giving looking, them a laser he's, look. He's yeah. looking into it. <laughs> How much meat do you consume? Okay, I don't really consume a lot of meat. I'm going to be honest. I'm not really... What even, do you mean? But what is not a lot of meat? Okay, I'll probably have it in Eid. I'll probably have it in special occasions. But even as even before yeah, adopting a healthy lifestyle, I never ever like kind of enjoyed meat. Why? I just don't like it. Interesting. What, what chicken, lamb, beef? I don't like it. I, I prefer like, yeah, chicken. I used to eat a lot of chicken. Um, fish. I love fish. Mm. I do love fish. But me, I've never really been someone who's like typically like a meat lover and who loves to eat meat. But in terms of the keto diet, look, uh, you mentioned you are on a keto diet or if you're still on a keto diet, the keto diet was first um, tested uh, on kids that had uh, epilepsy. That's right. And it actually worked wonders. Mm -hmm. um, so that's how it kind of started off. Um, also, you have uh, many, many uh, scientists that are actually talking about how keto helps to kill uh, cancer. Why? Because obviously... Have you ever done keto? 
I have never no, I haven't done keto, no. Alhamdulillah. I don't, me personally, like, I believe that. Have you had good things about it? Yeah, I have, I have. But okay, look, like I said to you, not everybody is the same. Do what's good for you. Do you understand? As long as you're eating whole foods, as long as you're eating whole plants. Look, I'll give you an example. Yeah? Mayonnaise, don't like them things there. Yeah, that stuff I can eat it day and night. Yeah, I'm joking. <laughs> but um, look, I, I, like I said to you, I'm, I, I personally believe, like, because obviously this is a very, very um, touchy topic. I'm not. I'm not a vegan. Um, and I don't why is it a touchy topic? I don't understand. Because yeah, because but, 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 but you're right. Because example, people like, do... vegans, yeah. Look, vegans, yeah. Actually, like they'll bombard you. They'll actually they force it down your throat. Like different people. Like whether it's look, you have look, you have new movements. So you have the ketogenic diet, mm. which is um, seventy-five percent fat, twenty-five percent um, protein, protein, and the rest carbs. Yeah, five yeah, percent right. carbs. Yeah. Um, you have the carnival diet, believe it or not. Now that's a huge, that's really taken off. You should look at it, yeah. The, the car- carnival diet. The carnival diet. No, Actually, not, just, not carnival from last Not summer, carnival. Not, 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 for me personally, I believe the that the coffee, diet. Yeah, the early, yeah, 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 the caveman diet. They would yeah. call it the caveman diet. But even though the cavemen, they would eat what was available to them. And not, not very often. And not very often. <laughs> and they would fast for long periods of time. Look, even like, say, for example, the prophets are selling them. And he, in my research, yeah, this is something that's, from, you know, not. Look, I could be wrong, but this is for the research that I've done. It will value it regardless. The prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and the sahaba, they would have a mainly uh, flexitarian diet. And I've spoken about this in the previous podcast. Dilly's a, he's, Dilly's a flexitarian. Yeah, not that, not that flexible. Oh, not that see, flexible. See. Look, look, the majority, the bulk of the diet, and I'll say it again, the bulk of the diet is a mainly plant-based vegan diet. Right. Okay, yeah. Like, like so whole, the, whole, whole plants. Okay, look, so, the, so the prophet said we should have bread? Yes. But uh, you have to understand, bro. Dates? Okay. Stop on bread. Stop on bread. Okay. Stop on bread. The, you know, we have grains. Yeah? Yeah. The grain that we have now, has been severely genetically modified and cross-contaminated. It's because like the amount of grain they have to produce. Yeah, the amount of you have to understand since the industrialized pesticides and all that. Yes, since the industrialized since the industrialization of food and you know producing food to meet demand, uh, so we have to produce it in larger amounts. So the grain of today is not the grain of the of course, of course, of course. You have different types of grains. You have you have you have you have wholemeal. You have barley, um, and we and look. Why do you think so many people are gluten intolerant? Why now they they, they haven't the research come out saying that gluten causes chronic chronic causes inflammation, causes an inflammatory response. Um, you have to understand the food that we have present uh, in, the, in in today is not the food that we had back. Do you understand? Even there was a study where one cucumber is equal to around 26, 27 cucumber, cucumbers nutritionally of today. One cucumber. And this was maybe 60, 70 years ago. So we have to understand food has, because, because of the, industri- the severe industrialization of food, the, the quality has been compromised. Like, like methylin. There's no, there's no problem with eating meat on, like, say, for example, weddings. It's an occasion, and we know that the Sahaba, uh, not all the time, and because, like I said, they, you know, uh, circumstances, they were poor. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So, 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 and the Prophet said he did enjoy it. He didn't enjoy the shoulder of a lamb, yeah. but at the same time, look, you have to understand, they were fasting, bro. Uh, there was, they were active, they were moving consistently. They weren't big eaters. They were, they weren't big eaters, bro. And you know, the, until, they got, until they got to Damascus, bro. Yeah, but you know, look, even Subhanallah, even but Omar, what did he say? There's many narrations. That he wouldn't he, he yeah, he like about meat yeah. about meat and he was and there's a hadith um, 
where uh, Albani commented in terms of the the, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that the meat is the poison and, and the milk is the cure. And, and the scholars have said that not necessarily does that mean don't eat meat, of course, as in reduce the consumption of meat. Um, but look, like I said, a flexitarian diet is key. Is it, for me personally, is important and is optimal. And be careful like of the quality of food that you're eating. Make sure that if you are going to eat wholesome organic. wholesome, organic. And like I said, look, it's hard. So that's why... And expensive. And expensive. That's why typically you could say that being a vegan, quote unquote vegan, is ideal and is the best of the worst. Why really? is the best of the worst? I'm saying it's not optimal. Like growing up, like in Morocco, like I said to you, and I'll, and I'll uh, reference that because why? Because it's something personal and it's something that I've seen mm-hmm. and I used to go every year and it's not just something that is just based on qila wa qalina or hearsay. When I used to go to Morocco, I used to go to the mountains, like I said, and people used to consume, like I said, a mainly plant based. Uh, f- fruits, vegetables, nuts, healthy grains. Mm, mm. But when they did, when they did consume, so where does couscous fall into this? Ah, healthy, it's a healthy grains. Ah, grains, it's a grain. Couscous is a grain. Is there a kind of couscous that's not healthy? You have to understand it's how how it's produced. Okay. How is there is it is how is there any human intervention? Look, it's all de- it all depends on human intervention. Has the grain been has the grain been genetically modified? Has it been mixed with something else? Has it been crossbred? Mm. Um, why do you, why do you gun curries? For? Okay, look here we go again. Are okay, you gonna, that's like, you know what. Alhamdulillah, you've brought that up. Yeah. Are you gonna gun okay, you, you. It tastes better than tagine, bro. Nah, I disagree, bro. <laughs> I disagree. Come to my house. And, come to my house for a tajine. But you know what? Don't get me wrong. I, alhamdulillah, my, one of my brother in laws is Pakistani. Um, alhamdulillah. His dad alone better because he's a serious cook, man. Can you have a healthy curry? Yeah, of course you can. Have you ever tried a healthy curry? Of course I have. Alhamdulillah, my mum makes healthy curry. Mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah. Oh, you look, oh, look it's, you, you can make any type of food healthy. It depends what you put in it. I love I love Asian food. Why? Because Asian food has got a lot of flavour. It's not dry. Yeah. Do you understand? It's not bland. Yes. But, but, like I remember when I was in uni, we had I, we had a, a dinner, an annual event. And one of the brothers ordered curry. Wallahi, I'm not gonna lie. Was, they bought it in buckets. Yeah, yeah. This much was oil. was oil. Yeah, yeah, the good stuff. Come on, bro. Yeah, yeah. You telling me that's good, yeah, bro? Yeah. It's so that he wanted American army to come and occupy. Yeah, well, like, I've, <laughs> I've seen that meme, <laughs> in it. <laughs> it's true, but like that's not healthy, bro. Do you understand? Look, you can like say for example, if you have a sweet tooth, there's always answers. You can say for, if you have, I have, a, I have a sweet tooth. You can have, you can alhamdulillah reinvent the wheel when it comes to that. You can have a healthy dessert. Yeah. It's, but like I said, don't we eat too much? We we graze like cows, and our body's not designed to graze. Our, our body, genetically speaking, like look, we we have narrations of prophets eating one meal a day. Uh, the Salaf Salih, they would eat two meals a day. Like you don't need to continuously graze. Like you know, give your body. And look, we have to understand that fasting is a part of our religion. When you go for long periods without food, your body focuses attention on less on digestion and more on healing. We have to understand we've got a lot of dead cells, we've got a lot of problems, you know, cells that are damaged, you know, uh, you know, your, the body works on, uh, you know, identifying those cells and destroying them. Don't eat too much. We shouldn't be eating, look, so it's for example, on top of, our problem is not just eating meat. We eat, we graze all day. We eat meat. The meat is not, the meat is not clean. It's not grass fed. It's not organic. Um, the eggs, they're not free range. They're not proper eggs. Um, all of our diet is mainly processed carbs. Refined carbs. But there still must be some nutrients in those non-organic eggs. And yeah, of course, and of course. Non-grass. Fed. Of course, of course. But at the same time, what? Look, what else is in those? What else is in that meat? Hormones. Uh, okay, a lot of people come to us with in in in, in our to, uh, into the clinic, and they have a lot of issues with whether it's fertility, whether it's uh, something is going wrong. Okay, let me ask you something. let me ask you something, because because. It's something that tr- not troubles me, and, and sometimes it's a bit frustrating. Yeah, there's this massive hype about 
you know, organic food, food that's terrible and wholesome and good, right? Yeah, no. The thing is, but there's, there's seven, eight billion people in the world, no. right? And most people are eating, well, at least in the Western world, they're eating processed, non-organic, non-wholesome food, right? And they seem to be all right, man. They seem. That's they the, they the, seem to be okay. They seem to be living up to 60, 70, 75, maybe even 80s. And I've just found there's this, this excessive emphasis on processed foods, is mashing man up, how they're thinking, their testosterone. I'm not saying that it's not happening. Mm. I think there is a scare behind that. Was it? Yeah, there is a scare. There is a scare. But at the same time, there is research coming out that is saying one in three people will get cancer. There is research coming out that uh, the rates of obesity are increasing. There is research coming out that diabetes, like, you know, our, our children will be the first generation to, 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 to be diagnosed with diabetes before they reach a particular age. So there is a problem. But that's more to do with consumption of sugar, consumption of fatty foods. No, no, not only, not only, bro. The, the quality of the food. Okay, so for example, the bread. But sugars are found not just in... Not just, you have, you have, you have refined carbs. What those, those what those, you know, those refined carbs turn into glucose. You have to understand it's not, I'm not, you have to be very, the reason why you have to be very, very careful is because a lot of, a lot of... Our, I think there's a lot of scaremongering. There is, there is, but maybe it's, I think, for the benefit of of people. Okay. Yeah. Because sometimes... So there's a muscle there. There's yeah. a muscle But why are vegans so weird? In they're, terms of what? They're, they're, like, they're, they're really... <laughs> protesting outside. No, you're not a vegan. I don't I'm, consider, no, I'm, I'm not, not a vegan, vegan because I'm, like I, you said, you have I a encourage, I encourage a mainly plant-based... Yeah. Like, say for example, don't get me wrong. There is like butter. Butter is very good for you. But it if is. you can if you can find grass-fed organic butter, butter has uh, what we call... Uh, L you have almonds. It has L-arginine. What does L-arginine do? L-arginine helps, helps to burn uh, belly fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we had that during... Yeah. Yeah. Almond milk tasting rank. I had it too keto. Do you understand, Nachi? Yeah. So look, as long as you're having wholesome foods, you should be okay. As long as you're exercising, as long as you're maybe going for, maybe you're doing intermittent fasting, maybe you're allowing the body to kind of get rid of, you know, nat naturally our body creates toxins. That's why, alhamdulillah, we have hijama. That's why we have uh, intermittent fasting. That's why we have Ramadan, where, you know, we fast for the whole month. But then again, fasting for the whole month and breaking your fast with the, the worst types of foods, you did defeating the purpose. Do you understand? So it's, look, we should take, you know what we should do? We should take the, we should take the opportunity, especially when it comes to Ramadan, may Allah to allow us to reach Ramadan. Uh, we should take these opportunities to actually not just cleanse our spiritual soul, physical as but well. physical soul. Look, Allah subhanahu wa has given you opportunity. Say for example, you want to eat rubbish. Okay, say for example, you, let's, let's just say, okay, eat rubbish the whole year. Take that month and change your diet. Do you understand? Change your diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so tell me now then, what is the closet? You know, you said, was it a flexibility diet? Flexitarian, 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 flexitarian yeah. diet. So, 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 so tell me, so, so, some of the common things that the Prophet and the companions used to eat. Okay, so the Prophet, Sallam, the Prophet Sallam would, would love to have barley, uh, he would love to have barley bread. Um, so there's, there's a hadith saying that the Prophet Sallam, uh, his mid time, his mid, uh, midday would be barley bread, olive oil, vinegar. Um, the Prophet Sallam, as you know, he's encouraged uh, dates. Dates are a superfood. Uh, dates are one of the only foods that have a majority of nutrients. Mm. However, they are very high in calories, but they're very high high in calories as well. Um, I think it was one of the Sahabi, one of the Prophet But that's wives. why they're so effective. That's why they're so, yeah. Especially for the older generation. Exactly. They, they, and they go straight into the bloodstream as they well. They were abundant, high in calorie, high in sugar, high in energy. Exactly. And it goes straight into the bloodstream as yeah. well. You know? So dates, olive oil, barley bread. Olive oil, like, olive oil is amazing, bro. Olive oil, brothers, wallahi, olive oil is amazing. Very good for your body, very good for your skin. Do you have it cold or hot? Cold. 
cold cold press have it cold press is it true that, is it true that once you warm on but once you there is there is actually but the research is a bit iffy okay. the research is not it's not conclusive okay. like the research in in the game changer okay. yeah they came out with a lot of good things but i think a lot of it is subjective mm. even like there, there was another the, tell us five years what the game changer is the game changer is a documentary on netflix uh, which is kind of taken off i think it's the best selling uh, documentary uh, right, currently, right now, and it basically focuses on an MMA fighter who was who. Oh, he basically locked off meat from. He his, locked off meat, yeah, and he was trying yeah, yeah, yeah. to he, basically promote heat. It's. I'd advise you to watch it. Don't get me wrong. I like. I like the the message behind it, but at the same time, there's certain vegan foods like a vegan burger or a ve- there's there's so much chemicals in that. Like I said, okay, if you're gonna eat vegan, have wholesome plants. Don't start, you know, making vegan sausage, vegan sausages and like there's so many ingredients that you can't even pronounce the name of. And uh, it's just because like, okay, vegan, if I'm vegan, that means I can have Doritos. If I'm vegan, that means I can have... Uh, chocolate. No, not chocolate. <laughs> Chocolate's uh, dairy in it. Oh, it's got milk. Yeah, it's got milk in it. Yeah, that's why vegan... Just, just because being vegan, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're healthy. Mm. Because you could be vegan and eating a lot of rubbish. Mm. Do you understand? So yeah, you should, yeah. So it's about this uh, UFC fighter, MMA fighter. He was in the UFC as well. Um, he got injured. Like obviously, uh, messed up with his career. He didn't make it. Why are vegans bookie though? What do you mean? But he didn't. Maybe think, he didn't make it because he's not very good. Not because he was yamming meat. But you know what it is like you know they bought you know it's they bought a lot of athletes here. Yeah? They bought, you know what's crazy? They bought a lot of athletes here yeah, who were on the top of their game. Don't get me wrong, but how many of the top athletes that we have are actually vegan? Well, Nate Diaz is vegan. Yeah, but I'm talking like on, on let's talk in terms of proportion. Like in terms, do you uh, like say for example, uh, AJ is he methanin? Is yeah, he vegan? No, he's not vegan. Yeah, yeah, Habib ain't vegan. Yeah, he ain't got time. Not, he ain't got time for vegan. Not, not to say not to say that vegan isn't good. Yeah, but let's let's be like we have to be just. Yeah, let's be balanced. Okay, yeah, we're not extreme. There's a lot of middle you know, class. we're middle. We're always in the middle class. There's a lot of middle class <laughs> white women that are, that are vegan though. A lot of middle class white women that are vegan. Yeah. So gonna be just so lock it off by being Justin. So there's so there's there's much hate in being a vegan. Of course, Achi, of course. Look, if you can eat whole plants, if you can eat good and if you can if you if you want to eat meat, make it once like make it for walimas, make it for Eid al Adha, make it for occasions, innit? Um but also make sure that you're active, make sure that you're exercising, make sure that alhamdulillah you're cleaning your body, you're you're trying to help your body because your body already de- detoxifies itself, yeah. but encourage the body to kind of de- you know detoxify itself by giving it less junk, by putting it uh by 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 putting less burden on your body. Yeah. You know, because if you say for example, try if you're always putting burden on if you're always putting so much burden on your body, then how is it gonna help to detoxify itself? Can we at least establish a consensus here? Yeah. That ideological veganism are bookie. Ideological anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think do you know what it's really interesting. Um obviously I'm just cracking jokes about vegan, yeah, because there's there's loads of memes about how people behave when they're vegans. I was watching a video They like, force it down your throat. Yeah, oh you are you cruel, you're cruel to animals. This is it, this is it. So there was this, I don't know if you've seen this a little short documentary done by Vice where they were doing a protest outside Antler, a restaurant, I believe in in is it in Canada or in New York? I'm not sure. Um, and then Joe Rogan brought it onto the podcast to speak to him. Why? Because they were in protest outside his restaurant. Um, Joe Rogan's restaurant, yeah? Uh, no, no. Outside this man. Okay, he, yeah, his who, restaurant. He has okay, a restaurant yeah, yeah, called yeah. Antler where okay. he serves meat, but particularly elk and deer and things like that. And they were just giving him a hard time, you know, because they're vegans. And look, I'm just, they didn't look particularly healthy, these people. But, but, <laughs> but, 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 but they were very, very... Um, strong, aggressive, and intolerant about how they were communicating um, 
people who consume meat. Imagine she's trying to run a business of it's a restaurant amongst other restaurants. Go and do it outside Macadies. Yeah. Yeah. They're causing much bigger problems than my guy is because he's got, he's got a, his own private restaurant. But it's but back to the issue of um, how you advocate for uh, uh, organic, plant-based diet, vegan diet. Yeah. We have a very close friend of ours, Shabs, um, who came uh, last week. Um, and he's a he's a a meat eater like a lot of us. But he said, you know, I've uh, I've cut out meat big time um, in the last month. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, really? <laughs> I, I, I was like, really? And I was like, and, and what have you found? And um, he said, um, he's he's had a long-standing shoulder injury. He's a big boy, six foot four. He's a big, strong guy. He weighs about one hundred and twenty kilos. Yeah. Um, and he was like, my shoulder injury that I never could really shake off. This is after getting treatment from me, hijama, whatever. He said, has reduced. This is the best it's been. He said, because, um, and I said, I know, I understand that consuming meat, especially a lot of Quite meat, has a high inflammatory response yes. in the body. And it can make existing injuries worse because exactly. of its inflammatory response. And he said, so my shoulder is feeling the best it's been, I guess, pre-injury. And I was like, that's mad. And then we had chicken wings that evening. <laughs> anyway, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say that, look, I, I think... But, reason... but clearly there is some really, really good behind oh, it, you know? I, I think, He's think... done it for a month and his shoulder's feeling like, he's feeling great. So oh, that can't be a coincidence. Be balanced. Look, I, look I, me personally, I don't like certain people that try to force their opinions, whether, that's, it's, that's what it whether it's religious opinions, yeah, whether it's yeah, fiqhi yeah, opinions. Yeah, yeah. Brother, alhamdulillah, our deen has many different of opinions. Sorry, sorry. If you have an evidence, mm-hmm. if you have, like, if you have evidence for your opinion. If there's a basis. If there's, if there's a basis and like, like, look, you have many research in terms of, you know, like that do talk about the benefits of a vegan diet. Mm-hmm. And you have some research that do talk about the benefits of, uh, of meat, of a mainly meat diet. Mm-hmm. Look, as long as you have your benefits, as long as you're eating whole plant-based foods, whole plant uh, animal-based foods, good quality uh, foods, inshallah, there shouldn't be a problem. But and I've, we should share that information. And we should share. And, look, and, and not everybody is the same. Somebody like, say, for example, look, you're trying to lose weight. So now you've decided to pursue the path of being a keto, uh, a keto on a keto diet. That's right. So not look, every different situations, bro. And I believe being balanced is important. Like I said, even in matters of deen, like some people, like they love to shove their opinions down your throat. Like, brother, relax. Like, methylene, I'll give you an example. On Instagram, yeah? I put up a lot of like pictures of our, like, not quote unquote in it, brother, sunnah remedies, how are you doing this? Uh, I'm like, brother, like, I'm not saying that I'm some sheikh or talib within, but, not, no. but brother, I disagree with, with, with that. With, with what opinion. you believe is aura. I yeah. don't agree that's an aura, but and then you know what cracks me up here? Like, like obviously these brothers, Allah Mabarak, they mean well, they're new to the deen, they may have studied a little it's bit. It's like, it reminds me because when I was young. Because neighbor to me isn't the only opinion. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Neighbor to me isn't the only opinion. And it's like, they but it just like, I put up a video of AJ and it had music in it, but I I didn't um, put, obviously, because I know how, anyway, I'm not going to talk about music anyway, yeah. um, but I'm saying, okay, yeah, he was obviously haram, yes, haram, no problem, okay, it's haram. And um, he said to me, brother, you got music on that video. I said, brother, I didn't realize, but Jazakallahu Khairan, I'm gonna mute it because I because I put it on my stories mm-hmm. and I muted the music because it was from AJ's um it was from his snap Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, brother, I want to give you advice. May Allah, obviously, may Allah, it always starts off, may Allah put barakah in your business, but I've got an advice for you. But, yeah, the but maybe his in his intention, bro. Alhamdulillah, we are ummah that we, you know, we, uh, you know, we encourage the Did good and forbid. Yeah, yeah. And alhamdulillah, I'm not above nasiha, I'm far from it. But 
there is a fiqh of commanding the good and forbidding the evil. There's a way. Listen, bro, like say for example, you can't just come up to someone and say, brother, stop smoking. You have to provide an alternative. You know what? Maybe you can do some CBD. It might be good for you. Maybe you can cut down. Like there is, there is maybe, wisdom. Maybe there's some khilaf in smoking. Maybe, yeah. I don't know about that. But anyway, yeah. but anyway, look, I'm just saying. Like, in is terms it vegan? Well, let's see science let's, let's, let's tell science to provide us with something can it look okay look if it's if, if something is wrong and hamda you know it's wrong maybe you've got a weakness with it halas may allah make it easy for you in it yeah we all have we all have weaknesses in it sure. but in terms of like i said to you in terms of the bashing that i get on instagram mm. like the brother might be new to islam like when i say new to islam as in alhamdulillah he just started really practicing alhamdulillah he's learning high energy yeah high energy high zeal mashallah you know reminds me of my young days when i was in uni but as you get older as you study more as you learn your deen more you start realizing you know what there's other opinions that you learn about you thinking rare boy that's a bit mad but he knew that opinion but he but you know it's a valid opinion you know hassan al-basri oh you know he like the method hassan al-basri some scholars they said that he believed that uh jumu'ah that friday prayer was uh but obviously i'm i'm not saying that that's the case but i'm saying to you there are differences of opinions there are there are many differences of and i believe that islam our religion isn't black and white yes there are there are black and whites but there's big gray but alhamdulillah maybe this is like maybe this is a wisdom from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala maybe it's a mercy and i believe it's very very important that we are easy that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he loves the slave that is easy going sometimes because of our overzealousness we may put people off whether it's whether it's hijama whether it's you know adopting a healthier lifestyle whether it's practicing our religion actually because i've met some brothers who are practicing actually and because of their conduct you thinking i don't want to even speak to another practicing brother in my life mm-hmm. because actually his, his his manners and how he carries himself is disgusting and i've been on trips actually in morocco mm-hmm. with people who are we consider them to be jahil mm-hmm. but actually his manners is, is so on point how he carries himself Yes, I'm not excusing the stuff that he might do, but actually, you know what? His khuluq and, and our religion is what? His manners. Mm-hmm. You know, it's important, like, actually, relax, bro. Learn your religion before you start, you know, bashing people online. Actually, maybe, maybe the brother might have an opinion. So, maybe he might follow, whether it's an opinion on, on, on outwardly appearances or whatever it may be. Actually, relax, bro. Yeah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like I said, he loves the easygoing slave, you know? Mm. Be easy with the people. Be nice. Be, bro, be approachable. Yeah. Don't be like, you know... Just uh, hammering them, yeah. We haven't got much time left for the podcast, but there is one very quick topic I want to just quickly rock it past, yeah. And maybe it's maybe we can bring it back, <laughs> back for uh, episode two, and that is look, you mentioned many times Morocco, yeah, right now. Morocco also is a very prominent, well known tourist destination, alhamdulillah, right. And it has been, I would say it's one of the first tourist destinations from the Muslim world, right? Which has many frequent visitors from Europe, right? As well as Muslims from Europe as well. So we know, at least in the UK, uh, a lot of lads go to Marrakesh. Yeah. yeah. A lot of lads go to Agadir. It's got even a, 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 another word that rhymes with Agadir, which, which comes yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. Now, what kind of effect has tourism had? On the Muslims of Morocco. Okay, so being Moroccan myself, um, and subhanAllah, not just because I'm Moroccan, alhamdulillah, I've had the opportunity to travel around the world. Uh, genuinely, I believe that, alhamdulillah, Morocco is a beautiful country. It is. Been, yeah, 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 so you've been, so you've yeah, know. We've done, we've done road trips. Alhamdulillah, yeah. so you know Morocco is a very beautiful country. Alhamdulillah, beautiful. people are very kind, people are very hospitable. Lovely. Casablanca, Fez, Rabat, Mecca. Have you been to Tanja? No, we've yeah. been to um, Ifran. Ifran. 
If it ends, we've only not done Tangier and we've not done uh, um, uh, Agadir. Agadir, okay. Yeah. There's only two we've not done. Okay, there's so many. There's 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 waterfalls in in Morocco. There's a place called Aksho. Hmm. Okay, this if you if you can go onto YouTube and see the images from this place, you'd never ever think you think it's from a movie. Really? Amazing, beautiful, very scenic. And to be honest, look, I, I, I'm being Moroccan, I think Morocco, and I advise people that haven't been to Morocco to actually visit Morocco. Um, in terms of your question, what effect- That's not why the, 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 the predominant tourism from Morocco is- Yeah, not all the men are wearing Atlas Mountains. No, 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 look, look, okay, look, you have to understand, yeah? There is that side to Morocco, yeah? However, um, you have to understand where there is a considerable amount of poverty in a particular country. This could be Morocco. I, when I went to, um, I went, I used to work for a charity part time and we went to, um, Jordan and there was a refugee camp when uh, the Syria conflict first happened. Mm-hmm. And anytime you find poverty, unfortunately, or some element, there's poverty in, in every society, but where you do find poverty, you find a lot of people, especially certain men, who might exploit uh, certain situations. So they were coming into the refugee camps and they were marrying... Uh, and using them as prostitu- prostitution. Yeah, and they could even maybe be a prostitution, and yeah. which is quite sad. Some of them marrying them and essentially keeping them a slave. Yeah, yeah, it's basically, yeah, or he'll marry her for three weeks and then he'll divorce her. Yeah, yeah. There is that, con- there is, you know, some uh, occurrences where there have been men or lads that do go to Morocco, certain parts of Morocco. There's, you'll find it maybe in Agadir or certain parts of Marrakesh. Me personally, when I go, and this is honest, I mean, me being like honest, I don't see that. I don't see that side. I go to Jamal Fna. I go to many places. Maybe it's the places that I visit because I don't go looking for it. Yeah, I didn't. See I didn't see that stuff. See that. But and we and we went out there with, with our eyes peeled to see. Where, yeah, where yeah. The you're thinking, madness. yeah, you're gonna go there. You're gonna see red light district. No, no, alhamdulillah, that's not the case. You didn't see it, bro. And this is, you know, this is society. Unfortunately, like like I said, where you find an element of, uh, you know, the the poor or poverty in a particular place, you will find unfortunate people that will travel from from London, that will travel from the UK, from all around the world to come and exploit. Mm. But alhamdulillah, from what I know, a lot of that is being cleaned up. Mm. Um, a lot of that now there is a bit of tightness that is like mm. that is kind of monitoring it. Um, tourism on Morocco has had a, a positive effect. Um, and alhamdulillah, you know, it's, it's good that way for people because when people do come, a lot of people see a side of Islam that they wouldn't see typically anywhere else because already you have this perception. Of, I'm talking about non-Muslims going to Morocco. They see how, alhamdulillah, how generous Muslims are. Mm. Um, you know, how, how hospitable they are, how kind they are. Mm. Um, so it has had a good effect. Okay. Also, there has been the negative effect, as we know, mm. in terms of increase of certain fawahish. Yeah, yeah. But generally speaking, when I go there, I don't see that side. Maybe that is a small percentage, but alhamdulillah, when I go there, I see a lot of khair. Um, many people have become Muslims and actually settled in Morocco. Alhamdulillah. A lot of French brothers, they come to Morocco, they settle, they get married, alhamdulillah. And for me, it's not an issue of like, I don't have issue actually like with, uh, you know, uh, brothers going to Morocco and getting married. Like one of my friends who's Bangouli, uh, his brother, Allah Mubarak, he's married to a Moroccan sister, alhamdulillah, happily, no problems. It's not an issue. But the issue is when you're going there, you know, like as a Muslim, like let's talk morally, you know, alhamdulillah, as Muslims, we have morals. For sure. Like, you know, if you go for an intention of getting married, it doesn't work out. You know, you have certain circumstances that you want to, you know, this is what I can do. This is what I can't do. Mm. And it doesn't work out. Qadr Allah, it doesn't work out. Mm. But for you to go there with the intention of, you know what, I'm going to exploit certain, certain, these are your sisters. Yeah, use these women. Yeah, yeah, use these. Like from a, from, from, from a non-Muslim, they don't know better. And, and under the, are we talking about here, let me just be very clear, under the premise of marriage or are we talking prostitution? Prostitution, bro. Yeah, prostitution. Go, go out there. Prostit- and even marriage as well, bro. And even marriage as well. That, that, you know, a lot of men do go over there and they might not... Look, it's, as long as you're sincere 
Like, you don't want that to be done to your sister. Look, yeah, we know certain things happen. It might not be, it might not work out for the best, your circumstance, your situation. But obviously, look, as long good, we have a saying in Morocco, good intentions bring about good outcomes. Mm. Bad intentions bring about bad um, outcomes. For sure. So it's not just Morocco. Like I said, it's only because I'm Morocco where you're talking about yeah. this. No, p- course, p- course. You have Jordan. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, many places in the world where people do go. Now we have Bosnia. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, because now people find out that Bosnia is a beautiful country. It's amazing. So you might have people from the Khalid that might go over and want to get married to a Bosnian sister. Mm. But do you understand? So we yeah. look at the end of the day, we have to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, just be responsible. Be responsible. Look, remember that this. The, I just want to finish it on this. You know, if you don't have more time, no, that then, really, there, there yeah. was a boy who came over to the Prophet He said, "Ya Rasulullah, give me permission to do zina." Mm, yeah. Is it him? Would you like it to be done to your mom? Would you like yeah, it to be done to you? You know the famous yeah, hadith. The famous, famous and obviously, he made dua. He put his hand on his chest and he made dua, and he said it became the hated thing to me, and I never done it since then. Mm. So, um, look, yani Morocco is an amazing country. I advise brothers and Muslims, non-Muslims, go and visit Morocco. See Three what, places. Lock, let's lock it off. Let's conclude the phone. Your, your, your recommendation. Your recommendation. Three places to go in Morocco. Yes, it's going to be tough, uh, isn't it? Tanja. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Marrakesh, of course. And uh, you know what? You have a place in uh, Saidiya. Beautiful. Like like summer. It's a summer place. It's a nice, beautiful summer place. Like, well, to be honest, it's hard to narrow down the whole of Morocco to three places. Of course. I, like Casablanca for me personally is more work. It's it's an industrial city. I wouldn't yeah. go I wouldn't go to Casablanca because it reminds me of London. Yeah, yeah. We don't like it. We love Fez. Yeah, Fez, Fez has got you know what Morocco's pound has got really it's really you know what I love about Morocco? Yeah, Dubai is nice. I've been to Dubai. Dubai is nice. It's very kind of like you can take your family there. My family they, they enjoy Dubai. It's accommodating for families. Yeah, for families, and especially if you go with your missus and the kids. But with Morocco, Morocco is special. Not like I said, not because I am Morocco, Moroccan. It has a lot of history. Like going to Spain, Andalus. Of course, bro. There's a lot of history there. Like how how, who, how, how Islam came to Morocco. Many of the campaigns were from Morocco. Morocco. Like you had the Morabiton, yeah. you had the Dawlat Morabiton, yeah. and how you have Ribat as yeah, well. And the history is amazing. Yeah, and a lot yeah. of even Moroccans, they don't know that history, like how Islam came. And you have Yusuf ibn Tashfin and how he started the little movement. Course, and how Islam spread to Africa all the way down. So you had Senegal, you had all the way down into Central Africa. It's amazing. So that's why you even see the oldest university in the world. Where is it? Yeah. Fes. Yes. Al-Qarawin. Yeah, but, yeah. And subhanAllah, who, who opened it? Believe it was a woman. Yes. That's right, that's right. You know how they say Islam is oppressive to yeah, women. Yeah, yeah. The first university was opened by a woman, Fatima. Yeah. I think her name was Fatima. Yeah, we prayed there. It was beautiful. So, 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 so uh, Tangier, Marrakesh and... And Saidiya. yeah. You also have Ifran. Ifran's beautiful in the winter. It's like a ski resort. Yeah, that's what we went Ifran. Yeah, yeah, it's nice, actually. Beautiful. I went there. It was like we were in uh, monkeys and that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was warm and the masjid had snow. Yeah, subhanAllah. Yeah. That's Morocco. Look, Morocco, if you want desert, a lot of even Western people, they think Morocco is just desert. If you want desert, you can find desert. If you want greenery, you go to the north. If you want, uh, like you said, resort, ice resorts, you go to Ifran. Mm. Amazing, Akhi. Alhamdulillah. You have a blue Shifshawan. It's, they call it the blue city. It's in the mountains. It's just blue. Many places. Actually. It is blue. It is a beautiful country. It is. Alhamdulillah, everybody's welcome to Morocco. Alhamdulillah, you should come with me, inshallah, next inshallah, time. Inshallah, inshallah. Yeah, be good, inshallah. Yeah, definitely, Akhi, man. Inshallah. It was a pleasure having you on. Allah, my honor. Uh, real, real pleasure. Yeah. Real pleasure. And, uh, but look, you know, every podcast we end with, yes. there's three offers. I don't know if you ever made it to the end of a podcast. No, I didn't. No, no, no. no that's fine. I'm not even a film. <laughs> that makes it. That makes it even more exciting. That makes it even more better. But now, because I, because I know how health conscious you are, yeah. I don't know how you're going to respond to these things. Yeah. Because you, you, I'm assuming you're someone who doesn't want to be injured. I know some of you have beautiful teeth, mashallah. So basically, we offer all our guests three things, actually. Yeah? <laughs> 
So an arm wrestle, yeah. a thumb war, yeah. they have to try this Bengali delicacy called ban. What is it? It's like it's like it's vegan. Okay, okay. So there is a beetle nut. Yes. And then there is uh, this leaf, which is a acacia leaf. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and then we have some uh, crushed and dried rose petal, okay. um, which gives it like an aniseed sweet flavor. Mm -hmm. And then um, <laughs> and then you have that. Yeah. And then so arm you wrestle? get crunk. Now I'm joking. For more? Arm wrestle. Let me go for arm wrestle. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Cool. Right. So you're allowed to hold this. Okay, okay. You're not allowed to hold that. Shall I give you a countdown? Count it down, brother. Okay, brothers. Three, yeah. two, one. Meat versus plants. It's happening. Meat versus plants. Come on, boys. It's good. Oh, it's tight. Let's do some more running commentary. Oh, yeah, the acacia tree's coming back. <laughs> you mangled it, huh? Oh, oh look, the, the house is falling apart. It's thunder. <laughs> oh. Alhamdulillah, bro, that was that was that, that was very entertaining. Oh, I was close, Alhamdulillah. Sorry, Akhi, man. The whole the whole mic is falling apart. Yeah, this is good. That was that was tough. And mashallah, brother, you brothers are strong. I think I think that was a demonstration of how there's benefits in both diets. Alhamdulillah, in a balance. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You have mayonnaise, butter, and donna, and then you have then you have organic wholesome foods. Alhamdulillah, this is good, mashallah. Brothers and sisters, that was all for today. Akhi, Zakmullah Khair, may Allah bless you. Uh, for those of you who are watching from North America, subscribe to the Mad Mom Looks channel. You can listen to this podcast on all the audio platforms. Just search for the Mad Mom Looks. UK, Europe, and everywhere else. You can watch it on YouTube. Subscribe to the Five Pillars channel. Leave a comment, share this video. And that is all for this week. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Black Brothers Podcast. Five Pillars of Mad Mom Looks production.